0: everybody welcome my name is matt and i'm here with andrew today it's april fool's day so grab your popcorn and reese's pieces and let's break it down on the post credit podcast was it good watching those two before the
1: it was it was i mean man of steel is just awesome anyways no matter what but
0: every time i watch it i like it more
1: i just uh it was good. It was good. But I also did watch Endgame and uh, Infinity War, too, because oh, I, I was just on that kind of mood. Well,
0: I started over. I, I started watching the MCU stuff, but I'm I'm doing it in order now. So I watched Captain America, the first Avenger, first, mm-hmm. and now I'm on Iron Man because yeah. there's no such thing as Captain Marvel. That movie doesn't exist. Well, he came back. You know, uh, <laughs> Robert
1: <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. actually uh, came out and said that he, because he, he's in this new... Uh, uh, Black Widow movie coming out okay it uh,
0: oh no no it takes place when she left after Civil War yeah. and started right before she started palling around with Cat before Infinity War yeah
1: and it was it was kind of a big surprise because a lot of people didn't you know they weren't expecting Robert Downey in it but makes sense he was in it and then he said that he would do it only if Gwyneth Paltrow was cast as well and they would have to give him an ungodly amount of money Like, what he said was... an, And, you know, you're kind of wondering if he just said that such large amount of money for the simple reason... So he is in it? Oh, he is in Black oh, Widow. So they yeah. must
0: have given him. Oh, you're talking about if he came back and did his to own do, movie,
1: or to do something else, you know, uh, like okay. another Avengers. Yeah, type. I mean,
0: he's got to be done with it. I'm you know, like, he's gonna. I feel like he's gonna be one of these things. These people that do go do a couple big things, but yeah, he's never gonna have the stardom that he had yeah. here in the MCU. But I can see him being kind of sick of it. You know, like but, you can, you can yeah. play that character only so long. He played the beginning. He played the end. Yeah, everything in the middle. There's really not much more to play on that character.
1: And and, and for the most part, most people know Robert. Downey Jr. as Iron Man so he'll always carry that with him no yeah. matter
0: what yep so um, how did you like Punch Drunk Love well I started watching it and Adam Sandler kept on
1: telling me to turn it off like he just said it over and over again he was like turn this movie off I sure that watch wasn't this. your wife no, it might have been your uh, wife saying that. Uh, I don't know. It kind of sounded like Adam Sandler, unless my wife sounds like Adam Sandler, which I hope is not the case. Yeah, that would be quite
0: the interesting thing. Uh, the, I wouldn't I, use interesting. I don't poetic. know. I I really enjoyed it. I I enjoyed it. I just don't. I don't know if it's something that we can talk about right now. Yeah. It doesn't match the others. Well, Adam told me no. Well, it is April first, right now. You want to do something else? Yeah, let's do it. No, let's do something else. Yeah, let's yeah. Do something else.
2: Night,
0: I'll take you on a ride. Alrighty, so today we're gonna to be talking about Mr. Deeds. Yes. Yeah, this movie came out in 2002. April Fools, by the way. Yeah. 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 We're not doing uh, a punch drunk love. We're gonna save that. It's a very good movie. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do that uh, some other time. But I think we were watching this. We felt like, well, you had a problem making through in it. Through it, I think. Or at least maybe your wife did, because she watches all these with you.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was just, it was just.
0: It's hard to see because you know Adam Sandler is one of my favorite actors. We're in a certain hit, frame of mind though, yeah, right now, right? Yeah. We're in the Happy Gilmore wedding singer, Big Daddy. We're in the the Happy Madison Goofy yeah. type of comedies that we're talking mm-hmm. about. So yeah, we felt like this. We we do want to because there is a lot to talk about with Punt and Trunk Love. We're not the type.
1: Shout of... Shout out to my wife, by the way, because she's the one that kind of pushed, nudged us into this.
0: This was always my backup, though, because I did gotcha. think, I did think about that. I th- you, you couldn't I, like, let her have that one. If, well, no. Here's the thing. I thought if this was way too far off then we'll do it but I was willing to do it because I was like okay I can talk about this but talking to you the other night and uh, your wife was like can you please do Mr. Deeds or something like that and I was in my head I was like well that's what I had as a backup and I told her I was like well let me think about it and then like I think on the way home I was like let's just do Mr. Deeds so yeah yeah, it's uh, well we will do Punch Drunk Love just not right now Uh, we're going to continue with doing the Happy Madison style movies that we've been doing um, because we that's what we want to do yeah. yeah. So this movie came out in two thousand two. It was directed by Stephen Brill. Um we'll get back to him. He uh he's directed a few uh um um Adam Sandler movies. Uh but this was uh written by uh uh Clarence Buddington Kellen, who did a short story called Opera Hot, and then the uh it got turned into a film written by Robert Riskin, uh Mr. Deeds Goes to, goes to Town. Yeah. Um, and that stars Gary Cooper. It was directed by, um, oh, my God. Uh, I could tell you right now. I had, it's the same guy who did, uh, it's a wonderful, uh, Frank, Frank Capra. Yeah. Okay, so it was, it was uh, yeah. It's got Gene Arthur in it as well. So yeah, it had you know. Gary Cooper, and it was directed by um, Frank Capra and all that. Uh, and then this screenplay was adapted to Adam Sandler by, you guessed it, Tim Herlihy, as we've seen in the last three movies that we've done, including this one, uh, you'll see him basically be writing on all of Adam Sandler's movies. Um, this movie stars Adam Sandler as Longfellow Deeds, easy with the Longfellow stuff. Um, writers uh as uh, Babe Bennett, uh, John Turturro as Emilio Lopez. It also stars, <laughs> here we go, Alan Covert, Peter Gallagher, Jared Harris, uh, Eric Havari, Peter Dante, uh, Steve Buscemi, Blake Clark, uh, John McEnroe in a uh, cameo as himself, uh, Tom McNulty, a Buddy Bolton, Scott Thompson, Baker, and many, many, many others. Um, this has a lot of those. Oh, I've seen that guy type. Well, of that, that's you know that's one of the biggest
1: it. things I, I took away from this film. Right, it's got so many underrated actors in it, meaning like. All these side characters, I mean, John Tur- uh, Tur- Toro. Mm-hmm. uh I mean, obviously Alan Culver, I mean, Winona Ryder, and then, you know, Peter Gallagher, Jared Harris, and then uh, Eric Avari, and, um, I mean, Cochada Farrell. I, I, like, mean, I like Alan Culver in
0: this. Yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> I like him in every single one of them. I mean, he, he plays soap in his butt. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy goes, I will if you, provided you Stop have loudering. the right information- and you stop lathering your ass, <laughs> but I mean, are you I, soaping your ass. You something? know, yeah. just every actor in this. It seems like we're
1: just so underrated. I mean, they all had like just classical scenes in this film throughout this film. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just like you know, like with with Jan getting in a in in basically a, a all out bar brawl with Babe. You know, in at the pizza at the pizza place at Mister Pete's Pizza. Awesome. But, I mean, just, you know, just classic scenes and, and having, you know, John Turturro was just amazing in this movie. You know, like, I, I, like, he's always one of these people that just make you laugh no matter what he does. I mean, he does, like, like even Transformers, you know, when he was in Transformers, right? Yeah. He was just hilarious in that, in that movie, too, you know what I mean? He was, he was definitely a, one of the main comedy reliefs in that film, in those films. But, you know, in everything he does, I, I just think he's, he's an awesome actor you
0: know yeah uh he's been in a lot of i think he's like more recently known as um for transformers yeah different yeah, things yeah. like that uh but yeah he he's he's an amazing actor um this also has like winona Ryder. Yeah. um i don't think we've done a movie with her yet have we no no no, no. i didn't really want to introduce uh winona Ryder on mr deeds yeah. she has so many other great movies uh but we'll we'll eventually get to to more of her stuff.
1: Well, she felt she felt like she was not the right person to be cast in this in this film. She's actually said that 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 she that she doesn't feel like she was the right person to be cast for the film and I'm going to tell you why I think that's wrong. You look at a lot of the actresses in his movies are like the Drew Barrymores and you know some of these actors actresses in these movies They're very, you know, they're very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Innocent, very, very cutesy
0: kind of, uh, um... I'm wondering if you'll get the phrase that Cameron Crowe, or people like to use for Cameron Crowe uh, movies. What's that? Manic pixie girl. Manic it's, Manic pixie dream girl.
1: Yeah, yeah, in, in that way. Like, you know what I mean? Not not like the drop-dead bombshell that wears the high heels, right, like uh, the short skirts. Manic yeah.
0: pixie dream girl that's like cutesy, but she's out of her mind and right, unfocused right. and everything, but and, beautiful. And, and, yeah. and
1: I feel like that portrayed... You know, like Wynonna Ryder has a very, very large, you know, uh, palette when it comes to different films she does. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she can she can play almost every type of, you know, dramatic, real action, you know, uh, comedy kind of stuff like that. She, she's just a chameleon when it comes to it. But, you know, in this, she just fits that mold. You know what I mean? And like in this film, she, I felt like she fit that mold. Like Drew Barrymore could easily have played this role as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like the, it, it could be interchangeable
0: with those two. Would have had better chemistry, too. Oh, yeah, I, that's see, true. I remember Adam Sandler and One on Ryder Rider having really good chemistry. When I watched it this time, I could see that it was not as much. Yeah. I think uh, it it seemed more apparent that she was more smitten with him than I think he was with her. Yeah. Well, I, I think i, I think he was just sense. kind of kind of playing the uh small
1: town country bumpkin type role and he does that a lot you know where he's just kind of he's not from the big city necessarily you know and and he he's you know like this one he's from new england you know and and you know a lot of times he's from you know he, i think he's from new hampshire but i mean you know he's very involved with when it comes to new york and stuff like that but he just plays that kind of you know country bumpkin type role very well and and that's how i kind of reacted with winona rider and you know it's just again the leading ladies in his films have to play the role of just basically putting up with his nonsense yeah you know regularly and 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 i think winona rider did that in this film to a point you know what i mean like you know if you go out with john McEnroe. And you decide to throw eggs at a car or get really hammered drunk and do a bunch of stupid stuff and get filmed while doing it, you know it most girlfriends or potential dates, you know or potential girlfriends would probably run at something like that. Granted, she had an underlying uh, plan ahead of time. but you know in the long run, you know that's the same thing with with like wedding singer with with the way he was. And the way he acted And his character was In Wedding Singer
0: Drew Barrymore just kind of Put up with his nonsense Yeah You know uh, and Conchata Farrell um, She was in this movie Obviously as Was, was her name Jean Jan Or Jan Jan, Jan. that was it uh, Another one of these actors That we've lost um, Two and a half men right Yeah she, she, was, on she was on Two and a half men um, She passed away October past October October 12th 2020 um, Complications from cardiac arrest But she was 77 yeah um, yeah she looked amazing for her age yeah um, <clears throat> do you remember uh, what her and Winona Ryder did before this because they were both in a movie together before this no before they had their epic fight scene in this movie um, she was in uh, Edward Scissorhands as well She. Was that's in, right that's right yes. yeah she was one of the looky-loo yeah. housewives that uh, mm-hmm. had nothing better to do but gossip and you know all that kind of stuff but yes, yeah they were, right. they were in uh, that movie together but um. Yeah, Alan Covert is definitely at his most um, <laughs> skeevy, creepy in this movie, uh, but also maybe the most hilarious that he's been in Adam Sandler movies. He was yeah. really good in Grandma's Boy, but as far as like extras and stuff, I mean, wedding singers up there with him being the limbo. Well, even anger management. He that role he played in well, I anger management. What his role was? In that he
1: was movie. the the best friend of the girl of the of of the girl at. And uh, they were like, well, he thought they were more. She thought they were just friends. And right. when he thought that he wanted more, kind of thing. Remember, he had. Uh, oh, okay, a very yeah, 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 yeah. I think I remember. Large that. organ or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. And like he's he he always plays either like a rival to Adam Sandler yeah. or like his best friend. Yeah. Type of character in. There. When in but reality,
1: but you know, he's probably his literal best friend or something or you know, yeah. something.
0: Peter Dante, this dude can do anything. Okay. So, you know, he played a a suave lawyer and, you know, one half of a a a, a, uh, a gay power couple in Big Daddy. Uh-huh. Right? He played uh um just kind of like this long-haired bro dude in The Wedding Singer. Uh-huh. A real bit part. Um, you know, he in Grandma's Boy, he plays like this this stoner you know, yeah. and everything. Uh, little Nicky same thing I think he's kind of
1: niched into something but, though but, really but
0: I mean and then in this movie you know he plays just like this this goofy uh uh hick you know the you know if New Hampshire could have a hick he would be the hick in the thing when he yeah. would remember because he's like I thought you were sick today he goes oh you guys tricked me <laughs> just the way he talked and he's just like always just so uh, like uh what did he say it's like Oh, is Deeds his first name? Longfellow? You know, just like really, he's always just like so like clueless about what he's doing. I just think he's comedy gold in all of Adam Sandler movies. Like, like they they pick him to do the perfect parts, and and between the, the way his voice sounds and the way he just looks out of it most of the time. Yeah, I'd love to see like an interview with this guy just talking normally, just to just you know to see what the normal. The normal uh, Peter Dante sounds like. He's just such an abstract, crazy character. Well, it's funny
1: because his name almost sounds like how he acts in a lot of films. You know, like Peter Dante. You know what I mean? It's like. Peter
0: Dante because it sounds like a. I don't know, like a skateboarder or or surfer or something. You know,
1: just just the way that, you know, his name is actually like Peter Dante. And you're like, okay, this guy is, is automatically a trip, you know, right off the bat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyways, the, this, this movie was based off of a movie, uh, like we said, a Frank Frank Capra movie um, called, called Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. Um, Gary Cooper plays Longfellow Deeds in that movie, and he's a poet that, like in this movie, writes Hallmark cards and yeah. different things like that. He's always been a cheesy type of poet character, but he's always been very genuine. Very uh, uh, carefree, not concerned about the trappings of life. And He's
1: literally a Hallmark card.
0: Well, yeah, he but writes a, Hallmark cards. That's, a, but that's he actually is a, a that's actually card. a good analogy that he is now al- he is a Hallmark card because you know you know when people are vulgar or different things like that you know he's very against it or he doesn't yeah. get dark sarcasm or different things teaches like that teaches
1: lessons to to people yeah. he doesn't even know he's
0: very literal it seems like he doesn't get jokes yeah. some, and now i'm talking as well I'm yeah. talking about adam sandler's version yeah. as well but you know that's just his character um, in that movie instead of 40 billion he receives 20 million yeah but in the i think that's 36 <laughs> It, it was, was a lot it of money. Was smack dab in the middle of the Great Depression as yeah. well. And in that movie, he just wanted to make sure that, you know, that the company didn't get sold off because people needed jobs at that time. Yeah. You know, um, in that movie, he advocates very strongly for private charity. Um, so, you know, it shows what others want to do with your money versus what you would want to do because yeah. they want to break it up and use the money to do this, this and that or use the company to do this, this and that. And and he didn't want to do that. He wanted the money to be used in a good way for the, the, the good of the society and the good of the people. Uh, and probably the good of the people more over the good of the society and how it's run or whatever. And he, but
1: And as we see in this film, he really doesn't care about money. He just cares about being uh, kind to people and being nice to people. And, and you know, it, it's just... He's just a good person. Like I said, he's a Hallmark card, you know? And, and, and the way he does things, the way his thought process is, I mean, money is not really a big deal to him. It's kind of one of those things where, you know, he, he needs just minor things in life, you know, just normal things in life, you know, uh, be able to eat, sleep, you know, go to the bathroom in peace, you know what I mean? But it. it his thing is, is he doesn't care about money. He doesn't care about you know. If, Friv- you know frivolous things you yeah. know he just cares about people
0: yeah and this is very anti um Go. it's very like it's a very pro-private charity yeah anti-being uh taxed for things that you don't want it to be used yeah. for or things being sold the way you don't want it to be used yeah. you know and he has that big speech at the end uh you know asking everybody are are you at where you want it to be in life yeah you know it's it's a simple question now we all get Dragged down by the trappings of life, and mm-hmm. you know, a hard, not not many people get to where they always dreamed they wanted to get yeah. to when they were younger. And they accept that when they get older. Like, look, I was a kid, and you know, just just because you have these 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 dreams as a child doesn't mean that they make sense to you as an adult. Because you know, you may have a dream to be an actor, but that doesn't mean that everybody has a dream to be an actor should be an actor. You know?
1: Yeah. Well, so, unless you're Michael Jordan. I mean, his yeah, dreams came pretty successful. He, and he, he can do it on he point
0: wants. there. Yeah. 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 But I mean, that's what I'm saying when you have that talent, you yep. have that drive, you know, yep. it should just be motivated or whatever, but anyways, um the 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 other movie was much more um Oh, what do I want to say? Much more uh cheesy kind of it's 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 this movie that um and he seems a lot more serious in it like he really starts to analyze these things whereas adam sandler's version of mr d he's still kind of just going through it with like i don't care you know the only thing he really cares about is babe well and 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 my wife made a great point on that uh
1: when we were starting to watch this movie she said you know why your wife has become a ghost
0: co-host yes correct correct a ghost (laughs) Co ghost, co ghost, host ghost, coast go, West Coast, co ghost, um, something like that. Yeah.
1: So um no, but she made a good point when when they came to his town to basically tell him basically that he won like or that he's worth forty billion now, right? Yeah.
0: He goes, wait a minute, you're yeah. not a cop.
1: Yeah, and and not only that, I mean, it just it didn't phase him. You know, she, she made a pretty good point. She was like, did you see his reaction when yeah. they when they told him? And, and the was,
0: same thing with the Gary Cooper version. Yeah. He, he really had just no reaction to it because yeah. money just, it's not a huge thing. Right. And it's small towns, sometimes it's not a huge thing. It kind of is a huge thing in, in small towns because, you know, they, they got yeah. bad economies. They got to worry about people getting jobs and stuff like that. But this seemed like a pretty successful small town.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, beautiful, beautiful beautiful scenery there and it's but, new hampshire which yeah. is where adam sandler's from well, right, right. i don't know if they filmed it there do you know if they filmed uh, it there i don't know
1: i don't know because but it his reaction to being told you know that he is worth 40 billion was like you know it was like nothing to him i mean you know you had eric uh, avari And then Peter Gallagher sitting, standing there in his own you know place of business that seemed very successful as it is you know, and telling him this, and he was just like, okay, you know, or you know, his reaction was like, okay, yeah, that's fine, whatever. By the way, no
0: big world changer. Mandrake Falls was depicted by New Milford, Connecticut. Okay, so same area. Yeah, probably has a lot of the same same geography. And yeah, we're going to get hateful comments on that one. Looks, sure. looks and stuff like that. But I mean, you know, it's based in New Hampshire. Yeah. Uh <laughs> not oh, not Iowa. Like oh, we're going to get to that. But um, <laughs> cuz this is probably my favorite part of this sh- the the movie, but so the movie starts out with <clears throat> this guy who you can obviously tell is an en- en- enigmatic guy. You find out he's a rich guy, Preston Blake. He climbs Everest, obviously. Everybody else is telling, him, don't go. It's too, you know, the the snowstorms are too bad, and you know he's, it's it's played out like a like a cheesy old old school movie too. Yeah, right. You know, it has all like the the newspapers swooshing across the screen. Preston Blake did it. Blah blah blah. <laughs> you know, and dun, 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 you know the music yeah. that it's playing is yeah. all hopeful and stuff. So it's kind of played like an older movie. It's like mm-hmm. like it's trying to recreate the Mister D's going to town. Uh, I have to make sure I say that right cuz I, I keep wanting to say uh, uh Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Yeah. yeah. The Jim, the Jimmy uh Stewart movie but yeah. Um yeah, so they get there um they let him know uh, or, uh Preston Blake dies at the 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 summit of, of uh Everest. Everest. Yeah. And uh he uh he passes away but his uh he has no family, no heirs to speak of or whatever and he has an empire that's worth about 40 billion. And the closest that they can find for a uh, relative is this guy named Longfellow Deeds that lives in New Hampshire. So they go there. They find out that he owns a pizza shop, but he also delivers the pizza himself. He's a really down-to-earth person. He goes and helps an elderly man across the street by throwing him over his shoulder and walking. <laughs> it's so ironic. But I looked at was, that. And I was ironic, like, but I wonder if that maybe like caused him back problems and stuff because he had to like something. bend over his back. I'm like, because uh, I saw how frail he was walking. I was like, oh, he's gonna break that dude's back. <laughs> but anyways, and of course we have the amazing Peter G- Gallagher uh, yeah. in there and all his reactions to. California, here we come. So obviously, uh, um, Peter Gallagher um, played um, Sandy Cohen, Mr. Cohen, uh-huh. in uh, The O.C., uh, one of our, our shows that we love watching. Yep. Um, eliminate, some of season three and some of M- season four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Her entire character. <laughs> she was the worst part of that she show. She was. Anyways, I think they could have found some but well, let's get beyond that. But. I digress. So, Peter Gallagher, who I've because I was so into that show, I've always seen him as like a nice a good guy. guy. Yeah. So, it's really hard because a lot of the movies he does, he's not a good He's guy. He's
1: scummy. He's yeah. a really
0: scummy guy. And I think it's because he has such pronounced features with his eyebrows. <laughs> Those eyebrows huge are. I- eyebrows and everything.
1: I wonder if they have to pay him double. Like one for his eyebrows and then the other one for him as an actor.
0: I don't know. Yeah, but pro- 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 I don't know if they have prosthetics or yeah. whatever that, you they know, they have to con- they're like contact the toupees, FDA. little two He's like, mm, how bushy do I want to be or, today? Or
1: I meant to say the FAA. They have the FAA. to contact the FAA when
0: he flies. The FAA when he yeah. flies. And maybe the FDA too. Who knows? Probably. Yeah. Probably. You mm-hmm. might have. An Eyebrow Strike, <laughs> something like that. But uh, him and uh, Eric Avari. Now, Eric Avari is in a movie that we're not going to mention, but it's going to be our penultimate episode um, uh, coming up. He's Well, we're going to be doing two, two movies in one episode, the first and a sequel. Can um, you guess and, what it'll be? He's in the first of these movies before he valiantly... Gives his life so the others may survive, but he uh, him you as, might as well. Just say his, no, no, I don't want to. His, his, <laughs> him as Cecil in this movie is yeah. awesome because oh, yeah. he's in with the bad guys, but he's kind of just an affable guy. That's uh, it seems like he doesn't belong in this business world, but he's kind of going through it like he's studying it. Like he's, like, he's not affected by any of it or doesn't have a role, but he's almost like an intern for well, his yeah, whole life, because, you know, because he doesn't do
1: anything, but he understands, like, like you could tell, like, he's he's very kind of posh trying to act, but in, in all reality, yeah. he's kind of a down-to-earth person, where, I mean, just listen to him sing the song on the plane, you know what yeah. I mean?
2: This is Major song to ground control, I'm stepping through the door. And I'm floating in a most peculiar way. And the stars look very different today. For here
1: am I sitting in a tin can.
2: That's right, Anderson. Far above the world. Earth is blue, and there's nothing I can do. Dang it, dang it,
1: dang it. Like yeah. he, he knew the words. He he knew the full bravado of that song, yeah. and 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 he, yeah. He, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could tell. Like like I said, he. He's a certain way around certain people, but in all reality, he's probably like a down to earth. And just, that, that that beard, that facial hair, I have always oh yeah. strived to. He's, be amaz- that. he's
0: amazing. He he's, his barber's on point with oh, that. Oh man, has him re- you know cleaned up real nice and everything. But you know, he just seems like he's one of these characters where the movie just happens to him. He's just kind of like he doesn't really affect the plot. Yeah. He doesn't annoy you or anything like that. He's just, he's kind of a funny, good presence there. Because you know, you get a sense, okay, he's not too bad of a guy. Like, he's definitely, you know, Peter Gallagher, you know, his character, you could definitely tell. Yeah. He's a... Scummy. Yeah, scumbag or whatever. But this guy, he's just kind of, it almost seems like, you know, he doesn't have a role. He's just kind of... His little lackey just kind of following him around like, oh, this is interesting. Oh, this is interesting. Like, "Like, hey, man, I was dreaming of Frosty's last night. He's like, I tried to make it at home. It wasn't the same thing.
1: I mean, that, that timing was just classic. I mean, the way, that, that line was, and everything. the delivery was just perfect. His facial, you know, features, when he was saying it, it was just like, I mean, it was so natural the way he said that.
0: I just and he goes, to he goes uh, pleased to meet you, uh, uh. Cecil and, and he goes, oh, and you too, kitty. Or should I say meow?
1: Yeah, I mean, just, again, the delivery. And that's why I said with this movie, is just so many underrated actors in this movie that, you know, it, it, it doesn't feel like an Adam Sandler movie. It feels more like the Sandler universe movie. You know what I mean? Where it's not like... Yeah, I mean it is surrounding around Adam Sandler's character and Babe and what known as Babe character, but it really, you know, it's we know it's going around that, you know, but in a way it was like almost just you know one of those ensemble type movies where it's like there's not really a defined main yeah. Ca- character. Yeah. Yeah,
0: like like Mr. Deeds obviously Adam Sandler is, but you, you get just as much screen time for say Peter Gallagher's character or Babe. She yeah. she's kind of like a starring role too. Yeah. You know, even Alan Cover gets a lot of a lot mm. of time and everything, but this guy Eric Varia, who plays Cecil, you know, I'm trying to think—he did not do one thing that affected the plot in this movie. No. He was just there to have a few jokes here and there, and sometimes that gets annoying to me because I'm like, "What's the point of this person?" But I don't know—it's—it's almost—it was almost a—I a, don't know—it was a really good thing in this movie. I I enjoyed his character just because. Uh, you know his reactions and you you expected him to be like the guy at the end that finally gave the good guys a bit of information to help yeah them.
1: yeah or, or at least you know gave a vote to to against yeah. against the the greater evil the one
0: that's going to pitch in at the end and be yeah. part of the solution yeah, you be feel like the good that's going to happen but he doesn't you know no. he just sits there at the investor meeting oh this is interesting you yeah. know <laughs> he's just like things are still happening and everything and he probably just quit and went and retired with kitty and uh, yeah. and Mandrake Falls and everything but I don't know it's just one of those characters where you sit there you're like I don't know why this guy's here and also can we talk about Jared Harris Uh, you remember Jared Harris right as the main uh, newscaster this guy is a an amazing actor.
1: He's a scene stealer, you know, especially in this yeah. movie too. Like when he's in, he's in the scene. You know, he plays that that broadcaster, and I, I know that this is not the only time he's played this type of role, where he's he's somewhere in in news organization. You know, like a a news program on TV. It's like there's it's something else that he was in that he played this type of role, and but when he's on screen, like it's hard to even focus on Winona Ryder or anybody else in the scene. Because he steals the scene. Just like, you his know... His father.
0: Yeah. Ja, his father, Richard Harris, who was yeah. the original Dumbledore, and he was also in Gladiator and a couple other things. I did but, not
1: know that they were related.
0: Yeah, yeah. Richard Harris, he played the first Dumbledore in the yeah. first two movies, and he was also played... I see it now. Uh, yeah. Uh, was it Maximus? Not Maximus. Uh, I can't remember. He was the main emperor uh, yeah. there in... Uh, But anyways, he he, (laughs) sorry, but yeah, that was that was his father, and and so I mean, you have that legacy, right? Yeah. Uh, This dude, he's he's been on. It wasn't he in the Crown? Yeah, I think he played King George in the Crown. Um, He was in uh, what was he been in recently? Um, Chernobyl. Oh, yes. He did an amazing, amazing job. Yeah. He was the main doctor that figured out what was going on yeah. in Chernobyl. And, uh, you know, he was Robert Downey Jr.'s um, Moriarty in the Sherlock movies. Yeah. You know, um, so he's had, you know, I think he was in Pompeii. Uh, oh, yeah, he, he played Kerrigan in uh, in The Poltergeist. You know, the, oh, yeah. the, uh, the Zelda character. Uh, her name was Zelda something in the original Poltergeist. Yeah. Um, he was a man from Uncle. Um, he's been he's, Lincoln. I mean, and he was in the Crown too. So, and apparently he's going to be in the new Morbius movie. You know, the Marvel character Morbius. Is it Marvel oh. or DC? No, it's Marvel. Is it Marvel? Yeah. So he's going to be Mar- Morbius's mentor. But anyways, you know this 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 actor. You know, he steals it. Like it, it was weird for me because this is one of the first roles that I remember seeing him in. Because of how I, you know, how young I was when this movie came out, I wasn't really trying to be a movie buff or anything. Mm-hmm. So it was just one of these movies, like, okay, I know that guy. And then when I see him in things like um, uh, uh, Chernobyl or yeah. Sherlock or whatever, mm-hmm. seeing him do these serious things, it was weird for me because my first experience with Jared Harris was him being this goofy guy in this goofy. Um, um, television host in yeah. Big Daddy yeah, and so it, it always Mr. just threw Deeds. me off because or sorry Mr. Deeds uh, I got the New York stuff <laughs> yeah. no stuff. I was I thinking too. that
1: earlier too I was yeah. like
0: because you got
1: to kind of keep track of Alan Culvert's the, characters but because.
0: these are the only two movies in New York from Adam Sandler aren't they
1: no uh, Chuck and Larry too
0: okay so but I mean he'll, he'll go to New York every once in a while but like this is the second time he's gone to New York for his movies, and Rob Schneider played the same one he played in Big Daddy. Yes, 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 he had a little cameo as the delivery guy again. <clears throat> so, I think those that I mean that's another evidence, more evidence that the the universe Adam Sandler universe is all linked. Yeah, you know we have this guy named Sonny Koufax somewhere in uh, in New York City. And he must be looking at the TV at this new guy named Longfellow Deed saying, Oh, that guy looks a lot like me. You know, and just stuff like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's got to be something weird like that where, you know, they say everybody has a doppelganger in the world. Uh-huh. Like Adam Sandler has lots of doppelgangers yeah. in this one universe and yeah. they all are different people. But, you know, yeah, whatever. and, and,
1: and it, that's why, like, with Alan Culver, he,
0: he does such an amazing job. And Alan Colvert, just for those listeners, is the the little permed up blonde guy that was soaping up his butt whenever uh, in in this movie. So. And, and uh, yeah, and he 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 plays a lot. Like
1: he does such an amazing job in these films, but he also kind of plays a lot of the characters somewhat same. There's a lot of similarities between a lot of his characters. Well, the way and, he talks. Is yeah, and so way. I was getting this one mixed up with. Uh, Anger management, too. And then something with Big Daddy as well. Like I was at first I was thinking, wait, no, no, no. That wasn't his character in this one. You know, and so sometimes it gets confusing. But, you know,
0: I, I think Do you think we'll ever talk about grandma's boy. Oh, I want to. I love that movie. That'd be, good. That'd be a good conversation. That, that, I think. that would. That'd be another one of those things, though, where oh, we just man. have to cut in a bunch of clips from it because yeah. it's just so funny. Because we'll yeah. just be laughing, repeating the stuff most of the time,
1: right? And so we get into the with the the main chunk of the movie where he gets to New York. You know, I mean, again, you know, Mr. Deeds goes to town. You know, that's he's going to New York. You know, he's he's getting separation from his uh, his small town, and you almost seem like it, you look at him and he really doesn't want to go he doesn't want to go to the big city he's fine where he's at he's very complacent in where he's at in his life and he just doesn't want to go and it was like you know even when they said oh you're it was your um your your great uncle or whatever and he didn't even know who he is and he's like oh I've got an uncle you know and then so and they're like she, oh no, he she, died she
0: said my he said my mom had an uncle." Oh, no, my mom's maiden name was Blake. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, her uncle. I said, oh, I right, right. And and then, and then you know, when
1: they said he died, he was kind of all sad and, and everything else like that, you know. So, it was almost like, you know, his last remaining family member, he, it was because his passing and he had to take care of those affairs, that was really the only reason he went to New York. Like, he, he just, I mean... I'm sure that they could have figured out the money situation and everything else like that, and he probably was thinking that. I think he, it was. I think he felt... Re- Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying he,
0: he he looked at it like he just was tying up ends. Yeah, I think he looked at it as responsibility. Yeah. He didn't look at it as the money or the trip to New York. He seems like a very responsible guy. I got to take care of my mom's interests, my, my family's interests, my... You know, I got to take the inter- uh, care of the interests of the people in my town. That's why he's a fireman. He helps people. He gives people free stuff. He gives them pizza yeah. and will deliver himself and do all these things for his town because he loves his town. He has responsibilities. And I saw it as more of, okay, I have an uncle and I'm the heir, so I have to go and 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 be responsible. This guy has yeah. assets. This guy has a company. I need to make sure that the company is going to be taken care of. That he, that my uncle. Bill. So he felt like a very um, very responsible type of guy. Yeah, he, he almost seems like he's like kind of the undeclared mayor of Mandrake yeah. Falls. Oh yeah, yeah. Because like there's a parade for him. There's like people are, everybody loves him in town. Everybody's talking about him. When he's gone, everybody's talking about him. When he's gone, people are watching him on TV. It's like everything revolves around him. He's kind of like the, you know, the undeclared mayor or whatever. But, you know, he he goes there, I think, I think out of a sense of responsibility. And then, you know, he starts talking about, you know. um, I was going to say this too. What, you, okay, you go. Well,
1: no, 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 no. Go ahead. I, I was just what I was just saying.
0: I, I, yeah, I was just gonna say. You know, he 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 uh, he starts talking about how his mom met his dad, and how his uh, you know. And then he started you know thinking about. I think I think being in Mandrake Falls uh, made him complacent and was just doing his thing. But now that he got away from there and all his responsibilities there. Then he could kind of take a break and think about himself as he's on his way to New York. Oh, well, my dad met my mom by saving her, and it, it and was a valiant situation. Yeah. I want to have a situation where I save somebody valiantly, and yeah. then that's when the guy overhears it mm-hmm. and goes and tells babe. But I think getting away from that time, find that town finally makes him realize, okay, I can think about myself. What do I want in life? And that's when he starts thinking about having a love interest. Yeah. That's all I was going to
1: say. Well, well, no, I was going to say that too because with, with – if you notice that, you know, he was even telling her, he's like, well, maybe maybe this will be my town, my new town. And when he said that, you could see in his face like he was like, I really do not want this. But it's like a four to one ratio of guy to girl in my town. So I've got to, you know, basically kind of suck it up and and, and take my first option here, you know, with owner rider. And then, you know, he, I mean, he's obviously fallen for her, but. You know, he. You could tell when he said that out loud that it was just like uh, he, he doesn't feel like he really means that he would stay here, even for her in a way because he missed his town, and you know he he had a status in his own town. It might have not been like the richest guy in the world, but he was somebody that was looked up to in his small town where he gets to New York and he's looked up to for the wrong reasons. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. So and it kind of it, it gives you that sense. It's one of the rare movies that looks at small towns in a good light. Yeah. You know, usually they're looked at as hicks, and uh, you're not going anywhere. Come to the big town, make yeah. it make it big, make your dreams come true. Your your dreams can only come true in the big big cities yeah. and stuff. And it's like some people just have dreams of living small and enjoying mm-hmm. a quiet life. Yeah, and and I think that's that's where it's part of that. Um, you know, so it, it shows it in a good light. It shows that there's these nice people, and it's just nothing but trash in the big city. Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: all that kind of stuff. Well, because you know, like with especially with babe you know she's trying to act you know small from a small town you know (laughs) tries to tell her story about the small town he literally finds everything
0: in her story we have to get into that but that's 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 hilarious um so he gets to town um he signs, you know, he's got to sign some papers. I don't know why they need him in town for that. Well, it's, that's what I was saying before. Yeah, it it's... seems like Peter Gallagher's character would rather actually just leave him in Mandrake Falls so that nobody knows about him. And, and he, he can't can do cause any quietly. damage. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't know why they say... Why don't they don't say, hey, your 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 dude died? We'll have some legal guy come out sent uh, with some papers for you to sign. Like, why would they feel the need to bring him back to New York?
1: It's like the the it's question thing I was talking about previously. You know, right. when my wife asked this ridiculous question of, well, why wouldn't they just do this? And I have to tell you her, wouldn't, wouldn't, have, wouldn't a have a movie. Yeah. So, but but you know, I mean, I get what you you know with with You know, you're always trying to look at the behind it, you know, all and everything. And and it doesn't make a lot of sense with there. But could you see a movie, a side movie of this, right, where he's just in the small town? You know, I don't know how the story would go, but, you know, I seriously think that they can make a movie of these people
0: in this town, oh, including yeah. him. Yeah, you could have a D's whole part separate too. Movie. Like, yeah. like, okay, now what are one owner rider and Adam Sandler, I mean, you could do it nowadays, you know, what are they doing, what are they up to now? Yeah, yeah. Have a new problem or something like that or have John Totoro's character have a problem. Yes, or, but th- that's
1: that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, th- there, this is one of those rare Sandler movies that, because, you know, like you were saying before, I know I said that twice in a row, but I know like you were saying before, Adam Sandler tries to make all these movies in the same universe i mean i don't know if he said that he's tried to but it pretty much that's how it
0: is right i think there's a theory about it and he's like oh yeah i like that it could work
1: yeah and and like we, you know we were talking before in in prior episodes you know it's almost like a continuation of character for him yeah you know in each film where he grows up a little bit you know what (laughs) i mean where this one you could literally make a part two with it and it would fit the storyline you know like you were saying you know make john tutorials character have a problem and and you know deeds has to fix it or or something that's involved in that town because those those characters in that town are are it's just a phenomenal group of of people i mean you got crazy eyes you got you know dante's character i mean it's just you know and,
0: and crazy eyes played Jan, by steve Buscemi, yes, of course yes. and uh, i think we talked about him a uh, previous episode he likes oreos on his piece but it's also french fries right he right the crinkle cut french fries and the the oreos on his and yeah. he doesn't like peter gallagher's character maybe yeah. maybe maybe steve buscemi's character is a good judge of character because he yeah. automatically is like he's like, like the him.
1: Stan- stanley of of uh of, yeah, of, <laughs> he just pops in yeah just to do a do stupid small, small little thing but, but
0: did he seem kind of homeless in this because I know he was in jail. Well, well, he had his own cabin, I guess.
1: Yeah, but it, I think it was more like a
0: hunting cabin. You know, maybe. I, I don't, I don't know. He I don't seemed know a know lot like his homeless cabin, character so. in uh, Big Daddy, but maybe I'm just putting he, those together because they're both in New and York.
1: He, same thing with Hubie Halloween. You know, it kind of felt made me feel a lot like this town is. You know what I mean? Watching both both these films, you know that town almost seems similar, very similar to each other. You know, in a way. Do
0: you know anything about hockey? A little bit. Do You know anything around. about John McEnroe? Or no, it's no, he, not hockey. tennis. Tennis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know anything about tennis or John McEnroe? Yes,
1: I, I do know about John McEnroe. I mean, he they. Like, like he's like a bad, bad, boy. bad boy. Yeah, he, but he's the guy that would throw the racket at into the crowds and just throw the racket or br- break the racket over his knee. I mean, he's he was the Adam Sandler of the tennis. Happy Gilmore of tennis. Yes, <laughs> yes. But he was very, very. He was like he's exactly like his character. You know, my my wife didn't know who he was and she's like, "Doesn't it feel like he's just reading
0: off of a piece of paper or a teleprompter?" I said, "Well, that's actor. he's not an actor. He's a famous <laughs> tennis player." You know, but maybe he, Happy Gilmore was like the John McEnroe of golfing. Maybe maybe he took some cues from John McEnroe's enough. bad boy status and something, you know, as Peaceful, I guess, as tennis, yeah. or as as a gentlemanly as tennis, or yeah. whatever you want to say. Uh, same thing with with uh, golf. Golf's a quiet game, yeah. and everything. It's not a loud game. It's not a loud, sp- huge spectator type. Yeah. Sport or whatever. Well, there's a lot of underlying bad boy status.
1: Well, there's a lot of uh, themes of, of sports in Adam Sandler movies, if you haven't noticed. Yeah, because
0: after you said he was a basketball f- or, or he played basketball, I found out since then that he's a huge basketball yep, fan. Yep. Yep.
1: And 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 that's the thing. He, but he's also a Jets fan, and so it was very hard in this film. Because he's supposed to be a
0: Patriots fan, and yeah. Because in this he phone, he's like, I think the Pats might take the whatever, and they're yeah. like, you own the Jets, and he's like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> but 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 he is a hope huge don't play the Pats.
1: Jets. <laughs> Jets fan, oh man. But I mean, he's kind of right, you know. But it, it's it's huge, huge Jets fan, huge Jets fan, and and uh, you know, I mean, Rangers when it comes to hockey and stuff. So he's a big sports, especially New York sports fan, you know, and and. When when he finds out he owns the Jets and he finds out that his star quarterback comes in to the to the room to demand more money, it the brilliance of I mean, it just seemed like Adam Sandler lived a lot of that. You know what I mean? With with the whole scene with, with the 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 guys your that, mouth, buddy. Yeah, 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 and then and then uh but you know,
0: him knocking him out. You it's know so I mean? funny, like Adam Sandler's always like in all of his movies, he's like the toughest guy. Except for against Bob Barker. <laughs> You know, like, Adam Sandler can beat up anybody. Well,
1: like, no, even no. I think it's opposite, though. Like, I mean, in The Wedding Singer, he got beat up by the old man. He was drunk.
0: Yeah. I, I chalked that up to drunk. Because, I mean, like, he's he's laying out people in, in, in the, uh, it, like, a uh, football player. This this yeah. six-foot-five football player or whatever. He lays them out like it's nothing, you know? And Punch Drunk Love. I don't know if you got to that part, yeah. but he's laying people out in that movie yeah. and stuff. So, you know, it's, it's one of these things. I don't know. I just felt like he, like,
1: Billy uh, Madison. I mean, every yeah. single one of his films he gets in some He's sort of a tough fight. guy or whatever. But. but one thing I wanted to bring up, you know, and I should have brought it up at the beginning, but, you know, Sandler is the king of fart jokes. Okay. And I don't mean literal fart jokes. I just mean that type of humor. You know, I mean, his, it's really simplistic. I mean, and you notice a lot of this coming from Saturday Night Live crew. You know, anybody that was on Saturday Night Live. All well, the I simplistic
0: mean, jokes is how it, it, it is. I mean, to be able to make a, a gag work a few different times in the movie going woohoo when you come into a a room or whatever you're just making a joke about the echo that's something that kids think is funny yeah as just adults, we wouldn't even pick up on it. No, no. You no. know, but my kid would be like, Hey, look how Echoes. Woo, you know. Yeah. That's Adam Sandler. Yeah. Now that's not Mr. Deeds because Mr. Yeah. Deeds seems like a very mature grown up guy. Yeah. But you got to those, a point. those to little a point. bits of childish yeah. Adam Sandler coming yeah. through there thinking like, Oh, you know what would be funny if we just talked about echoes and yeah. and make everybody go like poop and you know, all this kind of I stuff. Mean, like,
1: and, and I know you don't want to bring this up right now. <laughs> but the the tennis scene. I, I just—I I keep flashing back to that. I mean, he messes Gallagher up. I mean, oh, I oh no. We and can I, talk
0: about it. No, I, that, when he gets some right in the throat, it's like.
1: But but again, it's like what you were talking about. It just he did it over and over again, and it just got funnier and funnier every time. Because
0: like every time he got a hit, it was worse, worse, and he finally gets him in the neck, and he's like, he's like, oh, I got you in the neck there, huh? Oh, that sucks. But I gotta ask you, if it hits you, is that my point or yours? Your point. Your point. All right. Well, I guess I'm winning then, huh? But I mean, he, to a guy, okay, Deez
1: has never played tennis. Obviously, we know this. Okay, just no, his swing it. is basically
2: like a Happy Gilmore swing just in swing. tennis. Yeah.
1: But he just, I mean, and the thing is, is, you know, really Gallagher is the only real grown-up in this entire movie where he's like a full-on grown-up, does grown-up things. I mean, even when the, he has to hush him in the
0: in the airplane, you know, he's like, nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really is. You got to have, like, you also got to have, like, one parental supervision, yeah, you know, one yeah. person that... You can walk away and say, okay, well, at least there was one adult there.
1: Gallagher was that, char- that, <laughs> you know, that character. He was okay. that adult. But the but, fact that he just gets messed up, I mean, because it comes out of nowhere, like, you know, pretty much he gets unscathed of the uh, political violence that I mean, happens like, in
0: Adam Sandler movies. And then you have people like Alan Covert, who gets just <laughs> to of most with of physical violence <laughs> yes. throughout most of the he movie. When he's just getting beat down, and she, like, looks around, she's like, just mouths, I'm sorry, and he just flips her off. <laughs>
2: And, and he's, he's like, like oh. Can somebody,
0: do you think somebody like that could do this? You know, I mean, he's just messy. He's like, up. I'm sorry, I got your bag back. It was by some guy who, who wears more cologne than any man should wear. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, when Evan Culver gets up, he's like, oh, oh, you fail me. And then he like lets the <laughs> bottle go. He just
1: leaves it in the street. <laughs> but that, that's what I'm saying is, is Sandler is the king of fart jokes, and I mean that not literally. I just mean that. Everything he comes is just—he comes with just simplicity to his jokes that make him. I mean, it, it brings me back to like like we were talking about. I think last episode with John Cleese and and Monty Python crew. Yeah, that's Adam Sandler's
0: crew. That's the yeah. upgraded version. The, all those actors, maybe not as smart, more potty type, but you know, British. Yeah, is very like, potty. They're, they're yeah. like, well, and they're they're classically trained yes, yes. actors. But,
1: but like that group of people is a lot like the Sandler universe, where it's just like they make. Stuff they make stupid funny, they make stupid so funny
0: that you don't even consider it stupid anymore. Well, it's things like like that. You know, you you wouldn't joke around anymore. No, but no. when you see it in a movie like this, your mind automatically reverses. Oh man, because you know, as adults, we're actively repressing. Oh, absolutely! Immature urges, we have immature to. Uh, thoughts, and different things yeah. like that.
1: We'd be dead. We'd be dead at twenty-one years old if, right. if that was the case. We all if have that those. Case.
0: Yeah, and we all have those thoughts. We all have those urges and everything. It's just that as we become adults, we get better at suppressing yeah. them, at controlling them, and all that. But I mean, there's still like this animalistic type yeah. of, you know, just reactionary type yeah. of thing. Somebody farts or something like. Well, that. It's and, and, hilarious.
1: Exactly. And British humor is very physical humor. Okay, you look at Mr. Bean,
2: things like like that. Close to slapstick. Yeah, but it's very physical humor, just like Adam Sandler. You gonna change my socks for me? You don't gotta do that. Come on, stand up. Thank you, sir. Besides, you don't want to have to touch my right foot. I got wicked bad frostbite when I was in the Scouts. Check it out. Pretty messed up, huh? The hideousness of that foot will haunt my dreams forever. Oh, yeah, I've heard that before. But the weird thing is, I got no feeling left in it, so you could, like, jump on it, and it wouldn't hurt me. Go ahead, jump on it. I would really rather not, sir. Oh, please, please jump on my foot. No! Yeah, I didn't feel that. What else you got? Hey, get that fireplace poker right there and just whack my foot. Do I absolutely have to? It's gonna be fun. Just, just grab it. All my friends do this when they're wasted. (laughs) Come on. Go ahead, give it a whack. Nothing. Really? Isn't that sick? Didn't feel that, isn't that awesome? Go ahead. Nothing. Yeah, I know. I know you're starting to like it, aren't you? Chop that wood. Yeah, that's it. You sick! You sick! Why would you do that to me? I'm just kidding, you fella. <laughs> you you want me going there? I saw your face. You were like
1: <laughs> Adam Sandler's humor is very, very physical humor. But again, you know, Chris Farley was the same exact yeah. way. You know what I mean? Um, you know, John Belushi was the same exact way. Even even um, you know, Bill Murray. Was a lot like w- w- at, at, in the beginning, you know, in the beginning of Bill Murray's career, he was a lot more physical and the way he strutted and the, the the way he he did his comedy, you know, but not as well as Adam
0: Sandler has done it. By the way, know? I have a theory about Chris Farley and funny people, the movie mm-hmm. Funny People. Mm-hmm. Remind me about that because I want to talk okay. about that. One again. All right, but but yeah, I agree. I, I it's this it's this type of humor that that most of us say, well, that's childish. We, we, we yeah, but the way he does it. I don't know. It somehow makes it okay. Yeah. It somehow makes it okay to laugh at it. It yeah. takes you back. To, it makes it to where, you know, it, it, when you pop on an Adam Sandler movie, it's like you're pulling away that that part of you that usually like suppresses, yeah. like okay, fart jokes aren't funny yeah. anymore, yeah. and I got to be more mature and different things like that. It's that delivery of it, and you just start yeah. laughing at stupid, yeah. stupid things. Yeah. and things. So, but
1: that's why I, you know, it's it goes back to the fact that we've said before and it's why we do a lot of older movies, you know, it goes back to where you really enjoyed a movie. You know, it's very hard nowadays to find a movie that you just
0: sit there and you're like, wow. I mean, but there, there are out there. Everything has to be so so much more dire, so much more real, and, yeah. you know, people want more realistic movies. That felt yeah. incredibly real performance. And yeah. I'm like, well, okay, I see that, and sometimes the mood hits you right, you need that. But, I mean these are always uh, movies and stuff and TV shows and plays. I mean, they're supposed to be fictional things. They're supposed to be things that you can separate from the real world Mm -hmm. um, and enjoy without taking too seriously or whatever. Even if it's it's, um, serious material that you're talking about. I want to know that I'm watching a movie. I don't want to feel like I'm seeing these horrible things like in a documentary or something like that. Even documentaries aren't as horrible sometimes yeah but i don't know it's just one of these things like like yeah nowadays we're getting a lot more of the gritty realistic stuff and everything well, let me, i'm like look i just want to be in a fantasy world and i want to be entertained yeah you yeah know?
1: well let me ask let me ask dr matt here i want a okay. movie
0: with movie rules in it you know what i mean uh, where you have well, certain movie rules uh, yes yes
1: yes yes okay i, get I like those. With that yeah okay let me ask dr matt okay. a question here would you prescribe adam sandler at least once a week uh, just for that feel good, just for that, just to get your spirits
0: up. Yeah, him or 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 things like him. I mean, yeah, I think some, I think people eventually get get sick of watching Adam Sandler movies. They watch it that often. I don't know I
1: watch The Office so many times. But
0: yeah, but I mean that's like you go, you're going through a whole journey, and then you reach the end, and then you want to start over the yeah. journey again. You know, it's it's not like you're watching like the same episode over. And Mind over you,
1: that's probably the only show I could actually do that, and I've I've actually seen myself do that where I'll finish it. I mean, it takes me a while.
0: You That's got to be the most replayed show it, it in does. all of history. Because I know speed. so many people that do the same thing that we do and just yeah go from season one. Well, I I usually start from season two, episode yeah. one. Those season
1: first, one's just so short. I mean, well, it's, it's not even a full six season, episodes really. yeah. or
0: something. And they're all just mimicking The yeah. Office, yeah. the UK Office. But but do you ever, season two? They took it up. But yeah, I mean, you need you need to have that. You need to have stupid movies you watch every once in a yeah. while where you can just. Even if it's not a comedy, where you can just switch your brain off, whether you laugh if it's a comedy or you can get emotion, allow yourself to experience those cheesy, don't roll your eyes at the cheesy moments. Experience them. You know, experience them how, uh, go back to a time when you, oh, that was sweet and everything. You know, I think you need to do that every once in a while because it taps into that childhood part of us where, especially with Adam Sandler movies, where you have a lot of stupid humor, but it's fun, obviously. Roger Ebert disagrees. He ripped ripped on this movie again, uh, ripped on Adam Sandler again, though I did notice this was one of the first reviews that they stopped saying that he wasn't going to be a leading man.
1: I mean, so after I'm, a certain point, yeah, I'm you have to sure kind of just, just
0: pull up your britches
1: and, yeah. and, and, and be like, okay, I was wrong here.
0: They had to accept it. Now, now they may have still thought that they were right because it's not the leading man that they wanted to have in their type of movie. Yeah. And and so it's it's like, well, you know, he is a leading man whether you like it or not. You know, he's he's been very successful whether you like it or not. It's probably a lot worldly known
1: more than any of those two. Yeah. You know, and I it was mean, another one of it.
0: these reviews where it just seemed like he was rolling his eyes at the Absurdity of it. And it's like yeah. Adam Sandler's never proclaimed to how be do you anything not understand above that? being absurd and yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. How
1: do you? How do they? How do they? At this movie, at this point in his career and in theirs, how do you not just sit there and say, "Okay, I was wrong. I'm. I, it's not my type of movie. It's not something that I would enjoy. It's yeah. not something that I would give, you know, uh, an award to."
0: You have to at least regulate but, your reviews. Yeah. Right? But be, be say, "Hey, I was wrong because he has proven otherwise." and he's a box office draw yeah all this kind of stuff you know you have to regulate your reviews you have to say uh you have to bring it down okay so you're 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 looking at something like uncut gems yeah versus happy gilmore yeah okay you know uncut gems is going to be a serious piece okay mm-hmm. so now it should be at this level which it was yeah you're watching Happy Gilmore. Okay, you have to bring your expectations down. Yeah, because but not we in a bad way, not like it's a no, worse we, movie. We know it's an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. We know it's not supposed to be any kind of revolutionary comedy or yeah. whatever. It's that, that, that slapsticky, ridiculous comedy. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. Yeah. You can review it and say, hey... You know, it's not my cup of tea, but if you like Adam Sandler movies, you're gonna like this or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um. I guess he wants to pick apart the absurdity of an Adam Sandler movie called Mr. Deeds, and I'm he sorry, but when you have, like,
1: apart. Adam Sandler picks apart himself every. Yeah. When single you have somebody movie. named
0: Crazy Eyes in the movie, yeah. and you got a Blackfoot going through the <laughs> lake, and and a helicopter uh, landing in a Wendy's parking lot. It's just not. You're not supposed to take that seriously. You're not supposed to pick that apart. I wonder if Wendy's got
1: any uh, got into a little bit of advertisement for this film,
0: dude. Have you? I got to send you this video, but it shows how in all Adam Sandler movies, it's nothing but product placement. Yeah. That I imagine that most of his movies have sponsors like that. But I mean, you see Subway, you see beers, you see Hooters, you see. uh, uh, Wendy's, they, they, in every single movie, there's all kinds of product placement, and maybe we should have done that. Maybe we should have yeah. done like a count, account list of counting how many product placement we, we saw. Got, in we got Adam one more of Sandler
1: movie we can work on. Yeah, it.
0: maybe we can do that, but uh, maybe we'll just go back. I'll see if I can go back through them. Do you think they pay him or he pays them? I don't know.
1: That's yeah. that's kind of a good it's question. A good if you think about it, it's like. Who do you think gets paid here? Well, I imagine
0: probably they would want to pay him, and he would probably take that that way. He didn't have to put as much money into the movie. True, but at the same time, he's throwing a subway sandwich or something. you know, I don't know. But well, he gets to town and he does all his uh, his spiel, and it gets to the point where he wants to know more about Babe. Yeah. And she tells him, of course, her 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 real name is Babe Bennett, but she says her name it was Dawson, something Dawson. Yeah, uh, Pam Dawson. Pam Dawson. So and she says she's from the glorious Iowa town of Winchesterton Fieldville, Iowa.
2: You excited about this trip? I'm so excited. Where are you taking me? I told you that's a surprise. Winchesterton Fieldville, Iowa. You got to be shitting me. Well, I never heard you curse before. I'm that excited. <laughs> so, you obviously see
0: she's making that up on the 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 spot, you on know, the you fly have there. Something <laughs> like Winchesterton or Winchesterfield or Winchesterville. Yeah. And instead of the Fieldville, tin <laughs> she just added them all together. Winchesterton Fieldville, Iowa. <laughs> And so he goes, "Oh, really?" And she goes, "Oh, yeah." She goes, "I had this this house with blue shutters and a red, <laughs> red door, door and a tire swing in the front."
2: Oh my god, there it is. Blue shutters, red door, tire swing. That's your house, isn't it? <laughs> wouldn't
0: you know it and they used to i fell out of boo radley's apple tree well that's from to kill a mockingbird it is from to kill a mockingbird but i mean that was funny and you know obviously he's never read the book because yeah. when they get into the thing he goes somebody fell out of boo radley's apple tree i just i just don't really and
1: uh even uh one other name to uh the guy's name uh F- finch uh atticus atticus finch uh or addie finch that's what she said, right? It was Addie oh, Finch. Oh, probably, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, something like that. And, but, but his
0: name was Atticus Finch. Yeah, story.
1: Yeah, and and it's like you know, you would think as a as a writer, like she is, that she could have had a, a way better backstory instead of just coming up on some, and even coming up on the fly for a writer. But apparently, she's more just
0: of a journalist, okay, than a writer. Like like she's good at investigating because at the end, because you never saw. But her then again, all. that still goes against. But remember. Her. At, all of what she was doing she never got on air that all went to that one guy who yeah. was the real who then rewrote it and all that kind yeah. of stuff so I think she was more investigating because then at the end she found out who the money really was supposed to go well, to because she everything. is the but highest
1: paid person in that office you know out, uh, under, her.
0: under uh, Jared Harris's yeah, character. Yeah. yeah.
1: but I mean that's stated but I mean again you know you would think even being just a, an investigative journalist you would think that she'd have a way better backstory for this whole thing but it was just kind of like on the fly and they wanted to try to get in there before anybody else and (laughs) And
0: then they land and he has her open her eyes and it's a sign that says Winchester to Fieldville Iowa like obviously this is the point where Roger Ebert should have put away his pen and paper yeah and just like okay this is obviously supposed to be a ridiculous movie because what are the chances that there would be a town obviously just let you know if you don't know Yes, this is a made-up town. There's not really a town called Wichesterton-Fieldville, Iowa. But when she gets out and she's like, oh, my God. And then, and then when they walk down the street, he goes, oh, my God, there it is. And he points out the exact house. And she goes, you're shitting me or something like that. She, like, a son
1: of a the, bitch. I mean, in, in her face, that she played she played that scene so well because she was just like,
0: Oh my god! It's my favorite part of the movie. This is, like is that the, trip to Win- Winchester Fieldville.
1: The the worst possible thing that she you know that's like somebody, you know, being a very good liar. Okay, being a very good at lying and have lived on lies their entire life, and literally the one person who she's trying to get the closest with calls her BS.
0: Yeah. When oh, she went. She probably wasn't trying to get close to, well, I mean, close to him as a in, as a, investigate a subject. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but the way she just manically laughs when she sees the house <laughs> and she's just kind of, they
1: go it. My daddy built this house six years ago. <laughs>
0: well, your dad's a liar.
2: <laughs> oh, and this was my brother's room. My parents hated my brother. My daddy built this house with his bare hands six years ago. Well, your daddy is a liar. How come you... Oh, he's choking. We should
0: go. Ah. <laughs> and then she goes, this is my brother's room. It's, it's a, a closet. closet. <laughs> Dude, they didn't like we him, didn't brother. really like my brother. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he's choking, and she goes, oh... We better go. <laughs> she goes, oh, look, he's choking. We better go. <laughs> and she bashes his head into it's the... A the, the stint. Stint. You're a nurse, and she throws his face into a banister. <laughs> Loses a tooth. I'm like, I don't know how that clears his throat or whatever, because that's more head trauma, but whatever. <laughs> she's, she's like, it was his tooth. It was his tooth. Yeah. No, and no, then, no. of course, the... Supremely, extre- extremely cheesy moment of him reading his poem that he wrote for her. No, that was kind of.
1: But it, it, it followed along with the story because he he wrote for Hallmark, and he he's very he's an extremely cheesy guy. He's a hopeless romantic, of course. You know, what I mean, because he he looks at his he's parents. Yeah, well, he looks at his parents and their relationship, and he wants that. Yeah, you know? and so that lucky. that drives him. I think in his entire life, because you know. He he knows that by being an a-hole or being uh, just a, a, a rotten person, that he won't find that true, that true love. You know that his parents had. I mean, you could tell that. That's why he probably writes cards. You know, everything else. He wants that that true love. You know where where he sees it now. Why not a writer? But. I think it's it, again, you know, the ratio is probably like four guys to every girl in that town, you know, so he has to go out somewhere else, and and the fact that he's trying to do all these nice things for Winona Ryder, and you know, at the very beginning, you know, she does kind of laugh at him with with Harris, you know, um, they're they're both kind of laughing together at, um, how I naive. think the Mac and yeah, how naive he is and stuff, and and, but I think. Right after that moment when she realizes that when he saves the cats, right when he saves the cats and the lady, that's when she started to become more endeared to him. And you know, you know, she was on Scrubs, right? The, the cat lady was on Scrubs.
0: Uh, oh yeah, it was Nurse Roberts. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She. Uh, so uh, I feel like her break. She had a. She had this breakdown, right? Yeah. Right after he read the poem and he walked away, yeah. and she went to her fake apartment that yeah. she didn't really live at. <laughs> And she just stood in the lobby, and then she just slid down the wall. and She was crying. That yeah. was pretty emotional. I thought. Well, for, my son, for my son a movie like
1: this, my son comes up. We're at that part, and he's like, "Why is she laughing?" I'm like, "Really? She's not laughing. She's actually <laughs> All right, crying. Psychopath. Doing a very good job at it." <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but yeah, like so she's she's breaking down. And I'm like, "That's pretty emotional for this type of movie." Yeah, and everything. But I think it was right after he read that, and when she started crying, mm-hmm. that's when excuse me that's when she realized right at that point one what she had done to this guy tearing mm-hmm. him down that he genuinely was a good guy because remember i think she was doing this because they were all like nobody is this good good of a guy yeah and then she well, realized i don't call was. it actually states yeah that, you know nobody's this good of a guy and everything but when she realizes after what he wrote her right at that moment as he read that to her and finished reading it right then as she was when she realized she was in love with him and then she broke down and realized what she had done to him and yeah. what she was trying to tear him down and everything. But he was really a good man.
1: You don't think it was the cat, the her scene? I think what she, that's, I think that's when she
0: really started to get endeared to him. You know, okay. they got the bikes and they're riding around on the bikes and the cat thing happened. But she then, because remember, she was like, I wrote you know that he was a hero during that but i i don't it really didn't hit her emotionally i don't think until that poem was read okay and that's when she realized what she had done and because it split it it it, it cut right from whenever he tripped over the trash and ran away yeah but right when she was sitting there on the ground crying it cut to her in that dude's office jared harrod's office Mm -hmm. she goes I love him. I, yeah, I've fallen in love I, with him. I, I I think I love him. Yeah, and everything. So so uh, that that I think that's that's why it showed that transition and, and, like that. In all reality, you know, granted, we say Harris
1: was kind of scummy. In, in a sense, he wasn't scummy. He was just really good at his job. Because when when she was basically saying, you know, hey, I've fallen in love with him. I don't want to do any more hit pieces on him. You know, he was taking that. Harris was taking that as. You know, she was done. You know, she didn't want to do this job anymore because that's what the required of this job. In all reality, you know, it's not like he was being a scumbag just because it
0: was. Well, they character. were because they made up stuff. They did. They did. They but made up he, the fire rescue. They made it look to, like he was attacking. Yeah, but to get that. the
1: headlines, you know right. what I mean. He's just very good at his job, and but I, uh, I think and so, that does make him smarmy, though, doesn't it, it? To a point. To a point. But, but that. You know, He's it, not as bad good as Alan journalists Cobra, are all maybe. scummy, I guess, yeah. you know, in a sense. You know, I mean, maybe I, I'm not going to say that because then that's just, you know, there's, I'm sure there's, there's
0: a lot of them are, out. though. But that's, that's another point that I wanted to make is that, you know, they're all like at the very beginning, they're all like these people that just laugh at other people's misfortune, you know, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And she's got the brunette hair, but she looks very jaded. Yeah. <clears throat> they're all very jaded. Mm-hmm. Um, and alcoholics. He, yeah. And he comes into town and he, takes her back to yeah. some kind of innocence yeah you know makes her feel like it's okay to be corny to be you know that there are people that are genuine like he is yeah and because from what she's known as being a journalist you know all the genuineness doesn't exist everybody is just pretending to be somebody that they're not and it's the journalist's job to figure out who that is who they really are and so she's like okay this guy is acting like this nice guy i'm gonna you know and maybe she never thought this but this is the general public you know, or or, or her newspaper, or her, her show that she was on, or whatever, you know, she's like, uh, we got to figure out who this guy really is. Because yeah. then they made the point, you know, nobody's this nice, nobody's this good. Yeah. And then she, when she finally realized he was, yeah. it took her back to a time before she was jaded, yeah. before, you know, when she was more innocent and everything. And that's what she fell in love with is that she's been so, you know, dedicated her life to journalism and finding out the dirt bag yeah. dirt on people.
1: Yeah.
0: And she couldn't find any with him. Yeah. So it completely changed her world thinking, I thought everybody was like this. Everybody had dirt to find. Mm-hmm. And this guy is genuine. Well, and, and, and I think it speaks to the the, if you look at the
1: basic plot of this film, right, and break it down this way, it's basically the differences or, you know, somebody from a small town coming to a big town and the differences between those towns. And in, in all reality, that's like the basic plot of this film. Because, I mean, you know, she tried to be somebody who she was not, which was somebody from a small town, not somebody from, I believe it was Staten Island or Long Island. I can't remember which one. No offense to anybody from New York. I just can't remember which one that uh, she was trying to say, but, you know, or that she was from. But it, it's that's the basic plot of this story, I, I feel like. Even the old school one, you know, uh, Deeds Goes to Town, It's basically going from a small town living, where most people are like deeds, and even if you notice in this town, yeah, there's some there's some nut jobs there, but for in all reality, everybody knows
0: each other. Yeah, it's all it's kind of one big. They care about each other. They community more. Community,
1: right? And then they come to New York, and then you realize how scummy these people are. That, that are, you know, that run this city.
0: You that's know? what I was saying at the beginning. It's yeah. like it's one of those rare movies where it, it actually shows small towns in a good light mm-hmm. instead of just showing them as Hicks that can't get yeah. with the rest of the world. But That's the
1: basic plot of this movie, yeah. really. It's just going from a small town to it's a big shadow It's a fish town. out of water story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and the
0: basic. Yeah, and, and he, you
1: know, even with her trying to use, you know, the small town because he wants to find, you know, she knows how much he loves the small town. Yeah. That, you know, she doesn't love. Percent. Oh. But she doesn't love, you know, she loves the big town because that's all she's known. He loves the small town because that's all he's known. And he comes to this big town and realizing that he doesn't fit in. He does not fit in with these group, with with any of these groups. He doesn't fit
0: in with any of them. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, barely fits in with her. Like you the know? dinner scene that we saw with the yeah. opera singer and everything. Mm-hmm. And they just want to trash him and everything. And, <laughs> and, and know, beats the, him up know, too. The there we the crap go. out of everybody. So, um, finally, in this movie, we find out that um, after Deed signs his money ways and gives it to uh, United Negroes Fund for something 40 like $40 billion. And that dude almost had a heart attack. Goes to show how much his character did not yeah. care about money yeah, whatsoever. Well, and, and a lot of it had to do with what's-her-name. Uh, he had been t- betrayed by Babe, yeah. uh, who he knew as Pam. And, uh, so they're like, he's like, fine, I'm just going back home. He signs yeah. the papers, signs his shares over to the, the, those people and is like, just give the money to, to yeah. this fund or whatever. He goes, Do you got to know a good fund? And then, uh, the one dude, Eric Avari, place Cecil is like oh what about the United Negroes or whatever and it's like oh okay yeah, yeah. just give it to them yeah and but then if find you find out towards the end and babe does some investigating and then uh Deeds comes back to New York to stop them from to, from breaking up the company because 50,000 people will lose their jobs including mm-hmm. the butler dude and all that and then you find out that 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 Babe shows that he had an affair with his cleaning woman, who ended up being Emilio, the 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 Butler dude's mom. So the Butler dude that's been hanging out. And, butler dude and uh, Emilio Lopez, played by uh, John Totoro, who's been beating his foot with a uh, fire poker and stabbing it, and, and has he, a weird
1: obsession with feet. He has a foot
0: fetish and everything like that. And but. Uh, uh, Anyways, you find out that he's actually the heir. So now, my question is: Does that money now get that that check's gonna bounce for that?
1: Pretty much that that fund. Well, no, not <laughs> technically, because it showed that I don't think Emilio had any um, inclination to sell the company. That's what I'm so saying. So that, that all that money goes to yes, it's basically like all the money that that uh, uh, those two characters raised. To pay deeds, basically by investors and whatnot, who thought they were going to get rich, all that money basically just got donated to the to that foundation, you know. And so, uh, but it
0: didn't because now they're finding out that that money that was given to deeds wasn't deeds to you know the the, the shares wasn't right. deeds to give away. So now that check is illegal, not
1: necessarily because if he if if they're donating it to a charity uh-huh. like that. That's what it was instead of paying deeds and going that route they went all the way around and basically the courts paid the, the courts
0: would take well, the money back I mean, you know. but yeah that's what I'm saying is that it's that that fund end up ends up That's a plot through. hole I'll give now, you Now I don't know if it's a plot hole or maybe just to smooth things over He'll give that fund a billion dollars too. You know, he gives he yeah. gives deeds a billion dollars, yeah. and he'll give this guy Having a billion, a billion, billion dollars. dollars. Okay. He's like I gotta, yeah. <laughs> He's like, all right. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it's like uh, uh, that's one thing I was, I was thinking. I was like, oh, they're gonna have to take back that money. That sucks. <laughs> I actually thought about, that
1: too, but then I was like trying to justify the the reasoning I was thinking of. It, it was just like. You can't really pull that. I mean, can you imagine these, these, m- these billionaires would be able to donate?
0: You know, could you pull money from a charity, really? I mean, I know, I mean that'd be a, that'd would that That'd be something to ask Chris from the, the Groundless show because yeah. he's a lawyer and everything. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll ask him next time yeah. I, I, I see him. But I just thought, I thought that was an interesting part, you know, how that ended. And uh, then he just says, let's go home. So there was never a conversation about yeah. how these characters were going to be. He just assumes that she's going to leave her dreams of being a journalist and come live in the small town of Mandrake's Falls with him, and that's what she does. So. And, and I'm perfectly, you wouldn't see
1: that nowadays. I know, but I'm perfectly happy with that
0: ending. I am too. I'm perfectly because, happy you know, with that ending. Maybe that's what she wanted or whatever, but, the, but it, it it still could set up
1: for a part two. I mean, I'm not saying that they're going to ever even think about that. Just but call it Mandrake Falls. Yeah.
0: Why but not? you couldn't have uh what's her name? Conchata uh Sorella well, yeah.
1: but, but I mean there's ways to explain that. But I man, what I was just laughing about a minute ago when you were you were talking, um just thinking <laughs> when when uh Emilio sees his uh his foot, the his uh, black foot for mm-hmm. the first time, his uh what do they call it? The uh frost frostbitten. frostbitten foot. Yeah. He said it will haunt me in my dreams. <laughs> That's will haunt me in my dreams. <laughs> I wait. You deliver that. But I mean, like, you know, you think you're like, okay, this guy's got a foot obsession. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a girl's Mr. foot or a boy's foot. Mr. Blake would not
0: let me change his socks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but he's got some sort of foot uh, obsession. Lord knows where that came from. But the fact that,
0: and he that even, told, even having like, that obsession saying that will haunt me. He even told the Cecil guy who does nothing in this company but just kind of stands around and reacts to people. He's like, "Can I still work here?" And he's like, "If you let me, if you let me change your socks, then you can still work here." He's like, "Deal." So he yeah, Well, somebody. he didn't really say
1: like deal. Like he was like, "Deal." <laughs>
0: yeah, like <laughs> just, all right, but okay, sure. but. And then they uh, they go and retire, and uh, he, one of his poems get picks up, gets picked up by uh, Hallmark, It ends up being the one he he read to her that made he her fall Should have that love with dollars him. and bought Hallmark. Or, yeah, I know. You right? Know. He could have taken. Yeah, yeah. That just literally took but that a billion dollars. dollars. Now let's let's think of this, okay? Because he gave away was it uh, Corvettes? I think it was Corvettes. Yeah. That he gave away. Yeah, because yeah. I, I thought it was Ferrari, but I think they're no, Corvettes. It was Corvettes. So now we need to figure out the population of sure, town was Corvette. was what like. Two, was it 2000 or something? something like that? Yeah. We need to figure out if that math adds up. If you can get, you know, you assume maybe a quarter of the population are children. OK. OK. So maybe three quarters of whatever the population is. Multiply that, you know, just each person or maybe just each family gets a Corvette uh, uh, it'd be interesting to calculate if if a billion dollars. I'm sure a billion dollars is oh, enough. But if there, if I don't know, the the ones that they got, you know, what were they like, eighty to hundred grand, you know, at a pop, but you know, times two thousand people or something. I don't know. Maybe it would add up. I, I still think that that's a possibility.
1: I mean, we're talking, we're talking. You'd have to give away all his money then, which I guess they're all right with. That's the moral I mean, of the story. Say say we're talking about maybe a hundred million. I mean i think that's still too much for those corvettes for that many people
0: i guess so i you know when it, when we're talking about money into the billions and stuff like that it's way way too much for me you know what i mean yeah like i can't i can't it's i don't know it's hard for me to think about that but uh i enjoyed this movie uh to those of you who are uh, hoping for a punch drunk love uh review we will eventually get to it probably next season um but uh what is it 160 million yeah so what is that based on? Like eighty thousand dollar car for two thousand people. Yeah, and back in two thousand two, when this came out, that's probably about right. Yeah, something and like you still that. got
1: about eight hundred million left over, so I think he's good.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe he can open up his own chain of uh, of pizzerias <laughs> that have random gift cards that he's written like on the tables. You I, know, I mean, living that life, we like in that
1: town, having that pizzeria yeah. with it with his wife, whatever. I mean, you figure he's probably gonna spend maybe a hundred million. I mean, not even that that much. I mean that guy the his type of personality, stuff like that. So I mean he probably donated the rest of it. He could you probably know? open up a chain called like greeting card pizza or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, and then that. just and then and then still donate like
0: six hundred million dollars to whatever. people can submit their own and if they come up with one that's good or something. They, they get their own, get own pizza a lifetime. Really? supply of pizza or something something. something. anyways those of you uh, expecting a Punch Drunk Love review we will probably get to it probably next season he told us not to do it Adam Sandler said don't do a (laughs) podcast on this movie I think we need to maybe we even do a a trilogy of like Punch Drunk Love Spanglish and Uncut Gems you know like his more serious films it's
1: very 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 I mean right from the beginning it's extremely hard to see Adam Sandler and not no, it's Adam Sandler, if you know what I mean. In Punch Drunk Love? Yeah.
0: Yeah, like this, you, I, I mean, it's a shell. He's a shell. Yeah. Because the body looks like Adam Sandler, but whoever's, whoever's driving that, mm-hmm. that, that body around i mean because he's always so sure of his and all his characters
1: are always so sure of themselves it's
0: transformative his, yeah. his 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 role in punch drunk love is transformative it's nothing like you've ever seen adam sandler do and that includes punch drunk love or yeah. even spanglish it's mm-hmm. it's completely different it's completely paul thomas anderson yeah. and we will get to it but um yeah we we decided we want to talk about this a bit more yes, so it goes along with the rest of the themes. But if you guys want to get a hold of us, uh, we're on all social media as, uh, the post credit podcast. We are on uh, Twitter as at the post credit. Uh, our email address is the post credit podcast at gmail.com. Our website is www.thepostcreditpodcast.com. And we're on YouTube. Um, one more left. We're going to Hawaii next week. Yeah, buddy. Um, so stick with us. We're going to do Hawaii, uh, 51st dates and we've got a few more to finish out the season and, uh, And we got some amazing things coming for season three. So you guys stick with us. Um, We appreciate you guys listening and we'll see you next time. And
1: throw me a
0: ball.